0: Wolverine. Wolverine.
1: Hello! Out of the Vault, Into Your Minds, we're bringing you another episode of the Examination Podcast. X19 finally moves the plot forward with the Children of the Vault. So excited to talk about it. I'm Quentin Nimler, and joining me in discussing this week's X-Book, it's Kelsey Struts.
2: Uh, instead of Into Your Minds, could could we redo that and do Into Your Hearts?
1: Mm.
0: He's
1: trying to tie into the book. And Dane Rainier.
0: Have we recorded an episode in a hundred years?
1: <laughs> it has been a while. We're uh different people now, and you don't remember the love that we had, guys, apparently, but uh That runs way, deep.
0: I'll never forget.
2: We'll we can't progress. Say that now we haven't recapped. <laughs> no one knows anything.
1: Nobody knows. Uh Comics Explained. That's you can song. watch it and find out. <laughs> They'll happened. tell you. <laughs> we have a great book to discuss, but first, time to hook up to Cerebro and see what's new in the world of Marvel and lots of fun things, because I am really enjoying Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're going to continue uh, discussing the new Marvel Cinematic Universe properties as they come along, uh, especially now that they're on Disney Plus all the time. L- Let's talk Falcon and Winter Soldier, episode two, The Star Spangled Man, we get our Biggest glimpse at the new Captain America. We actually learned a lot about him. Um, almost feels like his show, but doesn't detract from our heroes. What you guys think of this week's episode?
0: I loved it. I thought it was great because I thought, I mean, it feels the most like a Marvel movie. Well, I say the most, like compared to WandaVision. So it feels yeah. more like a Marvel movie, but it feels like a Marvel movie that was the least like a Marvel movie in winter soldier that it, you know, it is an action political thriller sort of thing at the same time. It, you know, the great action scenes with the, the semi truck fights. I think the banter between the two of them and that budding relationship is, you know, is fantastic. I feel like they just told Mackie to be Mackie. Like, I don't even think he's acting anymore to be quite honest. I I just genuinely feel like that's him.
1: But I like Anthony Mac. Yeah, no, that's so I, works. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. And <laughs> You know, you get Clint Eastwood, who's a great actor and a great storyteller, and he's Clint Eastwood in every movie. Right. But that doesn't mean that doesn't he's mean not it's a bad. phenomenal actor. And
0: yeah. then I was going to say, I think exactly what you commented on is is what made the episode so good to me, is that it would have been so easy to look at John Walker, the new Captain America, and just kind of leave it the way it was in the first episode. Like, he's the symbol of you know the the bad guy not the bad guy but at least the wrong guy that took over the mask and the shield and they kind of remind you it's like oh like yeah sure this is bad that it's happening but it doesn't mean he's necessarily a bad guy i think he does want and until they do something to prove he's not which he kind of left it that way
2: but i
1: think it's like he's a hero he served our country he's three
0: congressional medals of honor (laughs) yeah he, he gets what's shocking he gets a little smarmy, so I think that's trying where they're trying to blur the line and push it back that way. But it makes sense. It's like, yeah, this guy is you know U.S. military hero. He wants to help people. You get a little bit of his backstory, and you're like, he even if he's expressing like this overconfidence and this bravado, a little bit of it is projecting that like he still doesn't feel ready for it. And I think he wants what's best.
1: Yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier episode two feels like when you go to a bar with some friends and they've had too much to drink and they pick on this perfectly reasonable guy and you're like, you like him and you don't want to start stuff, but you love these other people and it's their fault. Things are going bad. It's like, that's exactly how it feels but, like to me. Like, but you're not gonna I love Falcon on. and Winter Soldier and I'm just like, I'm sorry, John Walker. This isn't your fault. You're just doing your thing. Uh, but if push comes to shove, even though they're the bad guys in the situation, I got to go with my boys. (laughs) Kelsey, uh, did you like this new captain America and does he, would you mind seeing him in future properties still being captain America?
2: Yes. As a symbol that he is, um, like Dane said, I like that. They, they went into his backstory and humanized him. Human is human as he can get when he's, peak level physical, peak level intelligence, three congressional medals of honor, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um But not a but, superhero. But not a superhero, although he fought like one. Um kind of the best way to describe this show right now is a buddy spy movie or a buddy spy. Yeah. It's not like buddy cops. Because they're not cops.
1: Rush hour. They're spies
2: basically, but that type of behavior with one another. Uh, the therapy scene with, with the soul gazing so yeah doc i love that great idea doc
0: yeah i want to no, get, get, closer. get closer get closer you want to get closer your
2: legs are my life. that that was great uh the little band is about redwing when they destroy redwing he's just like oh i've wanted to do that so bad <laughs> like they're, they're just little, and, and they do a great job kind of like i read Hell's. the hobbit
1: when it came out 1963,
2: (laughs) but but like hellions you know the idea that they do serious stuff action stuff and comedy and they're able to do it where it works throughout the whole thing they don't detract from each other nothing overpowers the other part it's harmonious if you will i enjoy it it's it's really fun
1: uh real good show real strong performances i'm excited to see where they go i have no clue what they're gonna do with captain america i think there's like Three choices: bad guy, wharf guy, or what if he just lives and is Captain America? I, like, I think that's the most interesting thing to do. So,
2: one more thing, though. One more. Um, I like what they're doing with Winter Soldier and his like step program,
0: right? Uh, where he it's goes, kind of making am, amends.
2: I am Bucky. I am no longer Winter Soldier. And but you know, like even the where he's with the the Japanese fellow, you know, and you realize, oh, that's the dad of the. Kid whose face he blew off before. oh yeah. like, well, that's you know that's rough.
0: So, correct me if I'm wrong, but the the character of John Walker exists in the comics, right? Yeah, he becomes know, he's U.S. US agent. agent.
2: Yes,
1: who's an anger problem version of Captain America, who never really Took you know that. he had the the costume and shield for a little bit, but like he's pretty much considered not worthy because of his anger issues.
0: And if I remember correctly, too, he was a little more. Um, like like Cap is always you know, Cap has always sort of been like, Look, I love my country, but it can be better, and if that's what it means, whereas Walker has always sort of just been like the no America and America first and everything. Well he's a
1: soldier. He's right. point and I'll shoot. And and literally he was the Captain America who would use a gun even in the modern times, you know, not not during a time of war.
0: Right. And and episode two was just another and a long line of breadcrumbs for the young Avengers with um, Isaiah Bradley, the uh, original Captain America. Yeah, so it's just another step. We're getting there, so close. Because I, I suspect that probably is the you know the the grandson or whatever it was that answered the door probably winds up being Patriot. Ooh, we
1: heard it here first. Uh, no other people have that theory.
0: No, not I'm a single here. one.
1: An examination exclusive, uh, as far as I know. Guest shot in the wild. <laughs> All right, uh, always bringing the hottest of takes. Let's go ahead and jump into the comic side of things. And we previously, I think we reported on it, might have just been a crosstalk. I know Dane and I have talked about it. There was a four week gap. Uh, We're going to, April was going to skip X Men. We jump into X Men 20 after missing April. That just got doubled. There's an eight week gap from 19 to 20. So we'll see X Men in June. So (laughs) we don't get X Men
2: for two months. Yeah. Now and is this because of the uh change in distributor? I don't think it has anything to do with that, because that would affect,
1: you know, line Everything. wide books. Right. But I, I I would imagine it's artist, if I had the guess.
2: Or, or well that like was part it. of the problem last year in March, I guess, is why they, they've there have been some rumblings about that diamond distribution change up is that yeah so March, penguin, march was a truck was trouble you know they ran into trouble distributing in march
1: so so context wise i think what uh kelsey's bringing up is it was recently announced that penguin publishing who does the graphic novel side of things for marvel and does their book publishing is also taking over comic distribution uh not quite as a shocker for um comic book stores as the dc one i know a lot of comic book stores don't carry dc stuff anymore because it was going to cost them more and lower their profit margins to switch. Whereas a lot of comic book companies, because of the way graphic novels work, already have relationships with Penguin and it wouldn't change things too much. But either way, huge uh, issue for Diamond, but they, they've come out and said that somehow Penguin and them are working together to still do Marvel Diamond, books.
2: Diamond will still be able to sell wholesale. Mm-hmm. They, but they will not, it, it won't be quite the same. I think, I think they're getting phased out. I think something's wrong over there. Cause it's weird to lose. Well, I think the, the major thing that Marvel's, comic producers, I think Marvel's getting
1: mass syndication out of this. is kind of the bigger deal. Like Marvel comics will now be in like Barnes and Noble and stuff. Yeah. Whereas it used to be more comic shop.
0: Put Yeah. It pushes them so more towards like book book. Yeah. yeah. Just comic book. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's artist. It may also be because June is when we get the Hellfire gallon and stuff. That it may be whatever the next plan is for X Men. It just has to come after that.
1: Maybe so, but with the random shot in the wild, you know, storytelling right. strategy of X Men, it feels like if any book could just just p- just know, throw something plug in, in giant sized Nightcrawler in here for one month, it it seems like X Men right. would be the one. Like
0: just tell a different story for one for one with minute.
1: a random artist like right. you've been doing for a little bit
0: right it's like you can and because of the book is just x-men you can tell literally any x story you want
1: yeah which they've done right so i don't know i uh i am excited because you put nimrod on the cover and i'm gonna read it let's be real
2: oh is, um, he, is he on the next cover for x-men yeah
1: yeah we got nimrod cover Sorry. for number 20 worth the wait uh don't do this to me hickman though i love you don't hurt me
2: you know Nimrod right. has nothing to do with the next issue, right? He's Probably.
1: just on the cover. It's just classic, classic X Men. All right, um, let's go ahead and jump to our third and final, which is you know kind of associated with the last story we talked about. John Romita Jr. makes his return to Marvel. Uh, John Romita Jr. kind of has a not Bruce Timmy, but uh, a blocky kind of style. Um, do you guys have any fondness for John Romita Jr.
0: I mean, I've, I've looked at his art. I like it. I, I Nothing, I don't know, nothing iconic is jumping out to me that he's done. Is there anything that you can do? I'd say of? AVX is a okay. pretty big one. He also had an Avengers run. I mean, he's had uh,
1: Spider-Man runs. He's had a lot of things. Uh, World War Hulk was one that he did the art okay. for. But I'll, I'll say this. John Romita Jr., he's kind of like Lionel U in the sense that um, I think he can just churn out art really quick, which is why he's a great grab for Marvel.
0: Right. And it's it's I, I think there are some people who do great art, but it's very, it can be very stylized and stuff. And I think when you do look at like Ramita stuff, it's just it's good comic art. Like the characters are distinct. They are consistent, um, you know, that you can look at them and go, OK, I, immediately it's I know who that is. And it's it doesn't like vary and change. I know that feels like pretty baseline compliments, but not everybody does that.
1: Well, I mean, to me, the draw is in a Marvel DC world. He churns that art super fast, right? You get your stories quicker, you get them on time, um, and like you said, you can tell the stories coherent. It. It's never like a mess where it's like, who am I looking at? Right. The art is
0: not distracting from what's going on. It's
2: so, very professional. Um, I guess is hey, the best way to say it. it's professional.
1: Do you do, do X Men? Do you let John Romita? Do you want John Romita Jr. on X Men if it means we don't have an eight week gap?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Sure. Yeah, why not? I'll let Kelsey do it if we don't get an eight week gap.
2: We talk about right. great drawings. Hell, I'll let my youngest kid do it if you want. He just drew himself as a potato.
0: <laughs> I saw that art from the the super eighties nineties X Men. Like, I'll let Kelsey's kids draw it. That's true. Oh, well, 80s, um...
2: I like that one. Pockets galore. Everyone was jacked to so, the. Tics. So many pouches. So jacked.
1: All right, let's go ahead, and in this week, uh, we're going to hop into the Crucible, uh, test our grit, our merit, you and see if
2: we're worthy. You don't just hop into the Crucible. Krakoa. Putin. Okay, you step in with purpose. <laughs> All
0: right, fortitude. well,
1: your purpose this week is to create a pitch for Reign of X. We did this a similar thing with Don of X uh what's your reign of x book is what i'm challenging these guys with uh three points can be awarded do you have interesting characters second point is do you have an interesting reason for the team and the book to exist and third uh can you tie it into the hellfire gala in some way who wants to go dane first? Goes first
0: dane does oh wow, that was you burned me okay um,
2: well, so we just was, found out, like, now, so, I mean, true, true. I'm not You're 100% sure what I want.
0: All right, so, no, I, 20 minutes. I'll give you the team. Oh, no, I have my team. I'm good. Uh, I, I, maybe as I talk it through, I'll, I'll figure out where I'm going with it, but I'll give you the team, and that's what we bring back X-Men Red. That was a great team. It was a book that was too short. Is it a communist uh, team? No, no, back, you know, when there was X-Men, because originally I, it was X-Men I, I, Blue yes, was Gold. I, I and, know, yeah. I'm kidding. Okay. The X Men Red Team. Um, Jean's kind of just been hovering since she hasn't really been on X Force, right? And we it, we get to reuse her in a, a leadership role of a team. Wolverine's finally back, the Laura Kenny, so we can use her in her as we'll get to new but old state. Uh, using Honey Badger, I think the relationship between the two of them is always great. Nightcrawler, I know, is getting a book here pretty soon, but doesn't have one right now, so throw him. And it won't one, last but... long anyway. Hey now, hey now. Namor was on the X Men Red team. We don't know what he's doing right now. He's kind of an interesting, you know, mutant that's not on Krakoa. I think Trinary was a fun um, introductory character. Uh, To be honest, like Gambit, take it or leave it. He didn't do a ton on Red, but maybe we can pry him away from Excalibur and get some use out of him. It's that was I thought that was a fun team. Storm was on it for a bit. Gentle. Um, I just I think there's good characters. A lot of them that aren't really being fully. Um, are you, you going to keep listing
2: X Men? Like yeah, just keep going. All of them. I'm
0: just gonna going to keep going so you don't have a team that you can make. No, oh, it, I got it was, a team. It was a, it was an overly large team, and so that's why I wouldn't mind cutting like three four people. Yeah, it's like
2: having
1: the Avengers. I, why does this team need to exist? Damn. Yeah, that's a
0: good question. I I don't know quite what that is yet. I think there's an argument to be made that this could be a good um diplomatic team of sorts because i think that's i think gene would be good at that i think there are pieces on the team that don't make a lot of sense in that way but you know does any piece on this team make any less sense than the excalibur squad
2: that's well, that's what you're you gonna
0: definitely got to? Me there. one, i'm going captain hey. britain's on the Excal- excalibur squad that makes <laughs> sense right and so there's there's one but i i I don't know. It's I would I would read Red again. Um, I like I said. I don't to be quite frank. I don't know exactly where I'm going. Tying this into um, what's going on right now, an interesting story. But honestly, the team was good. It was good enough that I. I don't think it matters Just slap them together. Something will come out of it.
2: There you go. All right. All right. So here's my team. Imagine like a dirty dozen esque team. You know, it's yeah. it's a lot of the. The 'er ne'er-do-wells and real dangerous mutants who really need a second chance but got to be watched after. So as the brainchild of, I don't know, like a Magneto or a Mr. Sinister, he puts this team together as a bit of his own secret squadron that can really establish and do all the dirty work all right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you could have some type of like lighthearted comedy but really get into ultra violence too because they're kind of bad guys you know you put a couple good guys in there to keep them in control but really the theme is redemption and understanding the other sides of these characters as well and you can take real b-team villains too c-team even almost sounds like a story about family like a story about family and i'd like i'd like to see that and it you know Honestly, you don't even have to do that if you already have something like that.
0: You know, this sounds kind of... Is is this Suicide Squad? Is that what you're talking about? It's like Suicide okay, Squad. Okay, not exactly. Um, no, but not but exactly. more of like a
1: Snyder Cut version of Suicide well, Squad.
2: Well, I mean, no, it's even better than that. You know, it's like anything done by the Marvel Universe cut. Um, uh, yeah.
0: yeah, And just like make it the best book.
2: Oh, right, yeah. You'd have to make it the best book. Yeah, that's it's It's got like... Like you could put Orphan Maker on it. Like, you know, you don't have to know sure, who the like characters that. are. So and I'm gonna call it Hellions because of all the hell they raise.
0: That's I good. Like I think I'd read that. I
2: think I think you should. I all think right. everyone should be reading it. My
1: my pitch is magic's a general.
2: What? She, I never She meets an funny.
1: army. It's all about her raising her army. It's it's magic and multiple and man. Army.
0: And multiple man.
1: That's the book. Well, there's the army. Anybody <laughs> else will be a distraction for what we need? Um, So it's magic and multiple man. I'm also going to add Juggernaut. Oh, well, I'm reading it. Because magic magic will bring Juggernaut in the fold. There's Savage Avengers partners. She's going to bring him in, be like, hey, you can help protect Kokoa. You obviously redeemed yourself. We're going to take you in the fold because if Brian Braddock gets to live here, like, you can too. You're Professor X's brother. It doesn't Braddock doesn't live there. Yes, he does. What? Yes, he does. I don't, I don't think, think he, he does. does. Um, Remember that time I was right and you guys were wrong? Go ahead and look it up. Um, So, <laughs> we've got Magic, Juggernaut, Multiple Man, Sunfire, because like Sunfire <laughs> is awesome.
0: I like it. I like it. Is and then, and then colossus okay yes.
1: of course she brings in colossus not because he brings value to the team but because she wants to show off that when you let loose this is what you get
0: i thought for certain the twist was going to be the juggernaut was colossus i thought we had colossus on this team from the very beginning
1: all right uh- and the one wild card piece that just finishes the team out and creates the internal strife even more than you already got a juggernaut problem no more. Final person. So a joins going... the team. This is their show of strength to try and get No More to join them. So he's not really on the team. It's more of like he's letting them try to impress him enough to come to Krakoa.
2: So it's like team heavy hitters. So that's my it, Hellfire with Gallop man as well.
1: So it, it, yeah, it's just magic creating her army that is Krakoa's army. That's that's all. That's all it is, and it's her trying to impress No More is really what it comes down to. Gonna start in a more magic relationship, it's dude. Gonna be, he's like old. It's gonna be hot,
0: like Sunfire. I like that you had Sunfire on the team, and you're like, now for my wild card. Like, yeah, I want like, no more, like you're like the real fiery guy, and it yeah, was like, they, oh, I you feel know what? Like you got it.
2: They made they made this team. It was called the Annihilators in the uh, cosmic universe, <laughs> where it was Ronin, Silver Surfer, Beta Ray Bill, Nova. Who else? Quasar. I-
1: Dude, all I know is it's fun because it's just like multiple man is the actual army and everybody else is
2: just hey, there. Hey, when, when are we going to tie any of these into the gala? I did. No he more did, is at did. the
1: gala. And oh, no, no more, more is agreeing to trade with them if they have a strong show of force. So they oh, okay. have magic, no, I, I totally who's a war over that. captain, create her A-team
0: of this is our army.
2: I couldn't I, get past my throbbing <laughs> for the juggernaut. You can delete that one, dude. <laughs>
0: I do like yeah I'll have to get get to that. I do I do like the idea of um like magic trying to keep this team in line, but she can't and ultimately it is multiple man that has to like solve everything.
1: Yes, that 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 was the end game is multiple man's like actually he's not the leader of the team, but he's the problem solver of the team. Right. And he's like the only thing that makes it an army.
2: Well, he did he did lead X factor, I mean.
1: Yeah. I, he, I'm more picturing magic like getting juggernaut because like she's just so disappointed in their performance.
2: Well, he is yeah. in limbo or, or he did. I mean, his stuff was from limbo too. So
0: I just think like, I like the idea of like, there being a lot of internal strife and conflict magic, trying to be the mature one, the war captain and like putting out maybe literal fires with Sunfire on the team. while Like in the background of scenes, it's literally just multiple man doing all the leg work of everything.
1: Yeah. And I like to think that all the other characters are like plants for other people checking in on her to make sure she's doing a good job.
2: So I like that. All right.
1: Uh let's go ahead and leave the crucible. Uh didn't have a lot of hellfire Galatians, but you know, it's tough with twenty minutes heads up, you know. Tough stuff. Better right. than a hundred years. Better than hundred years. So let's talk about what happened in those hundred years.
0: Expert. 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 Expert today. Expert.
1: Inside the Vault, Zane, take it away, X-Men number 19.
0: This is an issue almost impossible to recap, because due to memos and time jumps and moving around, the storytelling covers over 100 years. Our trio of X-Men, Laura Kinney Wolverine, Sink, and Darwin continue on in the Vault, studying it, planning how to proceed, how to attack, and ultimately how to complete their mission. The team has various encounters with children of the Vault throughout the years as they continue to survive. The team fractures over time. They come back together. Wolverine and Darwin fall in love. The Vault uses their own mutant DNA against them as a weapon. In the end, their plan fails, and Darwin and Wolverine are captured, and Sink gets away, temporarily escaping the temporal bubble, returning to save his friends. While captured, Darwin has been studied and somehow used to create the previously thought impossible fourth generation of children of the vault. Wolverine and Darwin escape, and Wolver- with Wolverine dying in the process. Darwin calls out to Xavier getting downloaded for his resurrection just in time. But Darwin now lives a life as the only one with the memories of the vault and the relationship he formed with Wolverine. I thought
2: that was Sink. What? It's I thought Sync. that was Sink who got out and fell yeah, in love with Sync. Yeah.
1: But that's okay.
0: Do, do I have the two of them mixed up? Yeah. Well, yes. Fair enough.
1: You might be confused because Darwin was African-American in X-Men First Class. Wow. I was, was an African-American man who was shaved. Was very... But Sink's like bigger, so you can tell the difference between the two. All right.
0: Strike that. Reverse it.
2: All right, restart the whole podcast.
1: Hello I and said, welcome, the to the <laughs> podcast. No, but great issue. Um, despite that small uh misspeak by uh yeah, just, man, the, just say, the misspeak. Just great small recap.
2: misspeak. Yeah, just the entire thing. Uh, but
1: this issue had a lot going on. It had a lot of time jumps, covered several years, uh, decades, really. I should say many. Decades. But um, a fun book, a fun concept, and really. Where X-Wing 19 gave us the first 30 seconds of what seemed like the story. This one gave us the other hundred years in record like pages, 27. Uh, Kelsey did the pace work for you on this issue.
2: Yes, it did. I this is what 19 should have been. This, this was
0: 19. Not 18. I mean
2: 18. <laughs> this is what 18 should have been. Thank you. Uh I mean 18 seems like it was just an intro and could have been the whole just introductory portion of this comic this comic felt long but in a good way it it can it contained a lot of content um had some meat to it i really i enjoyed the character of sync the growth of the character who i know nothing about and really cared nothing about this team and afterwards when it was done i really enjoyed it and hope to see more of it
1: I think it was a, a strong book from Hickman. This is a promise that's been uh, weighing on us. We've had this like plot dangled for years, literally. Um, Dane, did the the storyline overall fulfill what you were looking for? Um, and would you have, was there a different resolution you had in mind or do you, was this about what you were looking for?
0: No, this was, this was great. I don't want to say perfect because that seems a little well it's not heavy-handed. right but no but Kelsey's he's a hundred percent right this is what should have happened the last time this would have felt so good as that moment that we had been waiting for but instead we had to wait longer with like a weird stopgap appetizer in the way like when you read this issue it feels twice as long as a regular issue which is cool because it sort of plays with you know the memos and the listing of what's happening and all of that. And it makes it feel longer than it is, which I have to imagine is an intentional design given what's going on in the vault. And when you look back at issue 18, it could have been one of the footnotes on the memo. It could have been one page of this and it would have, this would have delivered so much more right out the gate that it's, it's action, it's adventure. It, it weighs on you with like how long this was and, and what it meant. And it was it was really really good. Like I know that I said it's tough to recap this issue, and it kind of is because of how much there was. You you've got to go read it. It was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I think um, this is the promise of what X Men kind of under uh, Hickman, <coughs> excuse me, is supposed to be, and I think they did a really good job of delivering on that. Um, however, with that said, compared to like a Hellions, I'm still not sure it has quite the heart although i did enjoy the uh sink and laura kinney uh relationship thing they they went with and i i i got to say where it really delivered was the hickmanisms the idea of darwin caught <coughs> causing massive evolution by studying him and stuff mm-hmm. and how they were learning from the vault while the vault was learning from them do you guys find the vault and the children in particular a compelling villain to push Krakoa forward
2: oh yeah I think that's a a great big time villain you know as apart from it, it harkens back to the dawn of x the the powers of 10 arc it starts to go along those lines again of their their quote unquote great enemy you know between that and orcus and likely those two somehow coming together if if he goes along this line still
0: the, yeah. The individual children of the vault, I couldn't care less about. Like, no, I, don't know. No, I, no. I couldn't name one. And every time they put one in there and they're like this one, I'm like, move along. Don't don't care who that is. It's just more the overall concept. The idea of this, you know, internal time is is just different the way that it spends, that it has infinite time to create what it needs to, that they're, you know, using they're using, you know, what is an infection into the vault to further their own evolution forward. Like, the whole concept of it is, you're 100% right. Man, does it, does it feel like a Hickman. There were times when I read this and I'm like, is this an X-Men story anymore? Or did Hickman just have this idea an X-Men was the job he had when he wanted to tell it? But it it's very high concept. It's a lot of fun. Um, and, it, you know, it, it did use the characters that were in it, I think, to good effect.
1: I, I agree completely. The characterization keeps it in x book based on the fact that we had X-23, we had C, right. we had Darwin. And with that in mind, I, I feel like I'd be amiss without uh saying this isn't the first time Hickman's wrote a hyper-evolving futuristic world, uh literally world. And I just got to say, why is this different than giant size? It's just, it seems like Hickman took something and recreated something that already exists.
0: What, you mean with the world? Yeah. It does seem odd to do that. It, it seems especially odd that he's acknowledged the existence of the world prior to doing this, because it feels exactly like the kind of thing that Hickman would do, where it'd be like, oh, like we have something really important to this. The X Men have really strong ties in, and Hickman just would be like, forget it. Uh, we'll just pretend it doesn't exist, and then maybe canonically in my X Men, it doesn't. But it, it does. it is weird that he chose to actively acknowledge the world it's existence and what it is and then introduce uh, the children of the vault as a as a set piece that's so prominent in the X-Men storytelling and that he's actively using in his book
1: yeah it's hard not to it's hard to separate giant size x-men from the core x-men storyline so it feels like and and he literally has written both of these universes I would just like to see some distinguishing elements um, that make them both unique. Uh, Really excited about the Children of the Vault storyline. Really, uh, I think it felt consequential. Felt like this could move somewhere. But also it felt like, um, you know, we're getting that payoff from something a long time ago. So uh, overall, great issue. Can't wait to see where this Children of the Vault stuff goes. If it does, in fact, go anywhere. um, of note, Uh, You guys ready to hop into the danger room and call it a week?
2: Let's do it. Always.
1: All right, well, we're going to play another round of 20 questions, Marvel style, where the contestants have 20 yes or no questions to figure out the person, place, thing, or idea from the Marvel Universe. We'll let the questioning begin.
0: Is this a character?
2: No. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: Is this a hero? No.
0: Yes. Is this a man?
2: Yes. Is this a mutant? Yes.
0: Is this an X-Men villain?
2: Has this X-Men villain been depicted in the movies?
1: Yes.
0: Okay. X-Men villain in the movies. Has this villain ever been a member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants? No. Is this If
1: they a- have, it has not been substantial enough for me to know about it.
2: Is this X-Men villain a member of the Hellfire Club? Yes. I think it's Shaw who kills Darwin in X-Men First Class, thus linking to the current comic.
0: That's good. I like where you're going with that. Um, does this character... Um, absorb. What kinetic energy is that? What he yes. actually, the yeah, kinetic energy.
2: Yes. Was this character played by Kevin Bacon in the movies?
1: All the degrees of Kevin Bacon.
0: How many? One degree to get to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> uh, is this character Sebastian Shaw? Yes, yes, it is. It is Sebastian <laughs> Shaw. Um, I always try to tie it
1: into the books in some way. There wasn't a lot that wasn't obscure to where you guys would have no chance of ever getting it. So uh, after some tough ones, I decided to go uh, Sebastian Shaw.
0: That's No, but Kelsey's right. I mean, that is a good connection, but it's pretty remote in in its use. So I I like that. Yep, yep. Well, uh, a short episode.
1: We had a big uh, issue this week. Let's go ahead and finish it off by talking about what we hope to see in Reign of X moving forward. uh What plot lines dangling have you most intrigued in? We've got Zeno. We've got Children of the Vault. We've got this Hellfire gala on the horizon. We've got all the crazy stuff going on in Sword, hypothetically. What's uh, Excalibur? I'd be amiss if I didn't mention <laughs> who is Betty Braddock and. I think there was some plot twist, some alien thing, and X Factor also has an alien possess- possessing thing. Uh, which of these plot threads are most hooking
2: you in right now, guys? Um, well, we just read it, so the the children <laughs> of the vault thing rings heavy, and and it does seem on a grander scale. Zeno is still pretty interesting to me, especially since they got away from Mikhail. Because apparently that was a thing. Oh, that
0: Mikhail. No longer a thing. Do you what? remember when there was a storyline about a sword?
2: Yeah, he had a Cerebro yeah. sword. He still got it.
0: <laughs> I mean, we were like, man, Ten of Swords, swords maybe. And it's like, well, oh. they
2: branded it a Ten of Swords tie-in. It had
1: nothing to do with Ten of Swords. It just had we a had, sword in it.
0: We haven't seen Mikhail or the Cerebro sword since then. Who knows?
1: So if you have a sword in your book, you're a Ten of Swords tie-in.
0: I'm ex- is Lord of the
1: Rings a Ten of Swords tie I am
0: expecting... Well, yes, duh. Even when it comes out Way of X, the Nightcrawler book, will probably, even after the event has happened, be a Ten of Swords tie-in. Nightcrawler well, is it's going to tie right back into it. We're bringing it back, baby. Eleven of Swords. Um, Kel- Kelsey's right. The thing that immediately jumps to mind right now is the Children of the Vault, just because it recency. And for me, it's not even the storyline of the Vault that I want the most. It's the idea of developing... I guess just sink really because he's the only one that can, I guess really develop out of it. But like, what does that mean to remember all of that? A hundred years
2: worth of experience, right? A hundred years
0: of experience and relationships that nobody else.
2: There are inside jokes that no
0: one will get. Right, only him. Only him. A hundred, like a whole cultural
1: change. Like yeah, right. A hundred years worth of like. Much longer
0: than, I mean, generations of time. And the only two people that he got to share with won't, don't, don't know. I guess Darwin, we don't really know what the ultimate outcome is with him in the vault. But like the fact that he, he shared that time with them and specifically with, with Laura Kenny and like, are they going to explore that? Or was that last page where he's just like, good enough? Like, is that all we're going to get? And then I, I hope
2: they just, don't just leave that alone. Because I hope they don't either. That's what I mean. I'm like. You spent a hundred years with this person. It's like, that is the person you really love. Right, that's so a long time. You have a bond yeah. It, it, that she doesn't have right now, but it's not something you're going to forget. But
1: I would uh, say Laura actual- Kenny, a big character. Is there a book you want to see her in?
0: Yeah, my X-Men Red.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> out of the ones out right now, is there a natural fit for
0: her? Um... I think like, if you ooh, throw Excalibur. enough characters, I was about to say throw
1: enough characters in Scalibur, maybe you'll get <laughs> you can one bring to stick. It.
0: um stick. so Scout or Honey Badger has been kind of a piece of um what is she in? Um New Mutants. New, New mutants, mutants. mutants, yeah. So I, I she has kind of a natural push in that direction. I don't know how what it would be. She obviously could go to something like X Force that's you know, with the Wolverine esque tie-in in that that's always what she does. But yeah, no, I, mean, I would say as far as story actual storylines go, not just that one character thing that I'm excited about with Sync. Um I think choir and what's going on with him on X Force is maybe the most intriguing thing to me. Um oh know, yeah what, what's going yeah. on with that? What's what's haunting him? What is he missing in between these lives? And you know also sort of the unique relationship that he's developed. So, yeah, I, I, it's, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Quinn Choir might be the most interesting X Men to me right now.
1: I want to see what's going on with the Oregon Station. How does Sword exist and Oregon Station at the same time? It just doesn't make sense to me. So, I'd love some explanation of why the mutants aren't like, screw that mutant hating space station.
2: I mean, space is kind of
1: big. I thought it was an orbit around Earth,
2: it's an re- orbit around
0: the sun. Yeah, Orcus is around the sun.
1: Yeah, that's pretty far away. That's true.
0: Good point. I mean, not in space time. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. In the grand scheme in of space. space, it's pretty close. But
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, um, the other thing Shadow King. We completely forgot about him with New Mutants and what he's doing.
0: Yeah. We, we is... don't know that he's doing anything bad. True. I, I'm still telling you. We I, have no my, actual proof that he's doing anything bad. My favorite storyline is just going to be that he's literally performed and wants to mentor those children to the best. Just helping them with
2: his little hat on. I would. I wouldn't Play even be mad. Ferris.
0: I wouldn't. Wait, even you're be
2: not mad.
1: the most intrigued about why the children of the atom can't come through the Kokoa portal. Uh, no, I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all the time we got this week. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Later.
0: Yeah. I know. Hello, fellow Danger Room survivors. This is Dane thanking you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I want to invite you to join the Examination community by checking us out at our website and Twitter. We'd love to hear what you think of the podcast and get your suggestions for Questions of the Week and Marvel 20 Questions. You can find us at examination.blogspot.com and on Twitter at Examination. That's E-X-A-M-E-N-A-T-I-O-N.blogspot.com and at examination spelled the same way. While you're at it, help us grow the community by giving us an Omega-level review wherever you listen to the podcast. See you next week.